0: Tonight, I want to continue. I was going going to let go of this message, but I can't because God keeps showing me stuff during the week. So I got to go back to it uh, because I'm not through with it yet. Don't know if we'll be through tonight. But I pray that God will give you a heart that has a a very strong desire to grow. And as you grow, the excitement for Christianity will, will return to your heart and then you are able to accomplish more for the kingdom. Father, I just want to thank you. ask that you speak to us tonight and minister to our spirit by your word. Spirit of the living God, I thank you. You are the great teacher, and you can teach us from your word and inspire us. Open our eyes so that we can see the secrets that God is revealing to his people to build them up in Jesus' name. Amen. growing into your inheritance in Christ. It's very obvious that the Bible talks about us receiving an inheritance among those that are sanctified. Receiving your inheritance among those that are set apart. That's what it's saying. So you have an inheritance that God has given to you among those that are sanctified. And the only way you can get to that inheritance is... When you decide in your heart, you are not going to remain a baby. You are to grow. Babies don't produce anything. They just receive. Babies can't give birth. Can't, you have to get to the place. And that's what God wants for you. God wants for you to grow. In Luke chapter 1, I'm going to start from Luke chapter 1 verse 80. It says, so the child, talking about John the Baptist, the child grew and became strong in the spirit. Notice John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb. So we all knew God had called him. His birth was prophesied. So God, everyone knew in his family, God was going to use him. But it wasn't yet time. That child grew and became strong in the spirit. So we're not talking about physical strength. We're not talking about spiritual, uh, physical growth. We are talking about spiritual growth, spiritual strength. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God. You can't put on armor. You cannot put on armor if you're a child. You got to be strong to be able to put on armor. So grow and become strong in the spirit. And was in the deserts. Was in the deserts. Notice not just one desert. In the deserts where no one sees them, like the Bible says, if you go to your father in secret... He reveals you openly. You pray to him in secret. You fast to him in secret. He sees in secret. He hears in secret. But he rewards you openly. This child grew and became strong in the spirit. And he was in the desert. And some of us are in our desert now. No one is hearing about you. Everything is hidden between you and your father. But a day of showing is coming. A day of revealing is coming where the people will see what God is preparing in the desert. Your day of revealing is nigh. It says if that child was in the desert, growing strong in the spirit, growing physically till the day of his manifestation to Israel. You know if you have read about, if you know about T.D. Jakes, there was a time when he was in the desert. Until the day of his revealing to the United States and to the world. That day actually came. And it came and that's it. He was launched. There's always this. Jesus, when he was born, for 30 years, nobody heard about it. Nobody knew much about it. They heard about it a little bit. Even the king heard about it when he was a new baby, born baby. There was all kinds of noise. And then everything quieted down after he was 12. Nothing anymore. But that child grew in favor, grew strong as a man in stature. It grew in favor with God and with men until he was 30, the time of his revealing. And after 30, all over Israel. That's the way God does his things. I don't know if you know about Billy Graham. Billy Graham preached all around until he went to California, one service, and that was the time of his revealing. To the United States, to the presidents of the United States. Now, the day of your revealing is coming. But you got to grow up. You got to grow up. You got to get in the world and get strong in the spirit. Not strong physically, but strong in the spirit because God wants to reveal you. When Jesus said you are the light of the world and you are the salt of the earth, he meant what he was saying. And he's not talking to just pastors or TDJs. dicks. Or John the Baptist, he's talking about you and I, every one of us. We are the salt of the earth, and we are the light of the world. And God wants to make that possible for every one of us. So how do we grow? The Bible tells us in 1 Peter 2, verse 2, it says, As newborn babes, desire, that's a key word, desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. And we're not talking about physical milk. This is spiritual milk. And the milk is the pure milk of the word. It's a spiritual thing. We have pure milk of the word, we also have pure meat of the word. Milk for babies. So if you are born again, you are a baby, you need to grow. That's what God desires. God doesn't want any Christian to stay a baby. Maybe all of the troubles we're going through and the struggles is because we have refused to grow up spiritually. And we are constantly sitting, waiting for pastors to feed us. And we come to church, and in some churches, pastor is the evangelist, It's your job, we pay you, they say, to go get them and fill our church. They don't want to do anything. They are not worried if the church is not growing, it doesn't concern them. And if they ask any question, it's the pastor's fault. He's not going out to bring them in. That's not what it is. The Bible says that the, the, the gifts of the Spirit, the prophet, the evangelist, these are to equip the saints... For the work of the ministry. The saints are not willing to do the ministry anymore. They are asking those that are supposed to equip them to do the work of the ministry. To do the ministry while they sit down and give them checks so they can do the ministry. We're paying you. You go get it done. I think we got it backward. And that's why the struggles will not end in the natural. Because if we focus on the spiritual, those things will begin to subside. You may suffer persecution. God guarantees that you suffer persecution. Now I wonder, why am I not suffering persecution? Something is not right. If you are really living for God and you are making an impact, you suffer persecution. You will be misunderstood. People will say things about you. And if you can't handle it, stay a baby. Don't even attempt to be a pastor because you'll lose your mind. It never ends. It's one to the other. So it's just the truth. God wants us to grow. You you can't, like I've been saying, don't desire just to sit there. You don't have to be behind the pulpit. I hope people will hear me. You don't have to be behind the pulpit. You can start a Bible study where you work. And guess when you start doing that, God's God will form a canopy over your head. They can't fire you, they can't do anything. If they threaten to fire you, that's because God says you are through with ministering to them. I have another place and I'm gonna pay you more. The Bible says he who who reaps receives wages. God's going to pay you. He takes you from there. He puts you in another place and gives you a better job so you can minister to them and you think you're just working to make a living. No, he's taking you higher and higher and promoting you. That's the way God is. You know, God is so faithful to his word. If somebody decides they're going to take God's word and refuse to let, God will begin to order your path. Because he's found somebody that is doing the work of the ministry and he's going to put all his resources, direct all his resources towards this one person, make sure the person has enough peace around things around him so that he can do the work of God for him. But if your mind is taken by the cares of this world, that's all you got. We need to grow up. He says, as newborn babes, Thank God you are not newborn babies. What, what we should read today is desire the pure meat of the word. That you may become fully spiritually mature. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. You know what that is? That God gives favor. If you already know that God gives favor, you want to grow. Because you won't experience his favor and what God does supernaturally until you grow up. He says you need to grow up, desire the milk so you grow. If indeed you've tasted a little bit and you know God gives favor. You want to get to the place where you are soaked in God's favor. So desire that sincere make of the word. So we know to grow has to come through the word of God. That's the only way to grow. The word of God. You may just be hearing the word, and you, like you're hearing tonight, the word of faith which we preach, and you may think that nothing is happening, but I'm telling you, a lot of spiritual transactions are taking place right now in your spirit, in the heavenlies, in your home and around your, home, your life that you're not even aware of. Jesus said you are clean because of the words that I've spoken to you. The disciples were not even aware that they were being cleansed by the word until Jesus gave them that revelation. You don't know what's happening just by you sitting and hearing the word of God. That's why when Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus and Martha was saying you need to send her, Jesus said no way, she's chosen the better part. You're worried about earthly things and all of that. But Mary has chosen the better part, the word of God, that cleanses, that will make a person, that will grow you spiritually, so that you can have more favor in your life. She's chosen that better part, and it's not going to be taken away from her. God will not take that away from you when you get yourself in that line and in that place. Amen? In Acts chapter 20, verse 32, it tells us this. Now, brethren, I commend you... To, the, to God and to the word of his grace. That's again the word of gracious grace. The grace of God. The word of his favor upon your life. I commend you to the word of his grace. Which is able to build you up. Is the word of God that is able to build you up. You can't build yourself up. But when you impide the word of God. When you eat the word of God. The pure Meat of the world, this world will build you up. Why build? For what purpose? To build you up spiritually so that you can do spiritual exploits. To do spiritual exploits. Things that are unexplainable. You cannot explain them, what God's doing through your life. When God builds you up, just like building you up like Samson. A lot of people think Samson had this big bicep, you know. Well, I don't have too much of that. But uh, <laughs> uh, but Samson was just like anybody else. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon him, he changes into another man. And you can't explain what comes out of this guy. This guy. So everybody's saying, what is the secret of his strength? How can we make him weak like everybody else? There's something happening. He looks like the rest of us, but when whatever this is comes upon him, he's different and no one can handle him. May God make it so that no one can be able to handle you when God comes upon your life. I commend you to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance Among all those who are sanctified. So there is the giving of an inheritance. And until you are built up with the word, until you are built up with the word, you can enter into your inheritance. That's what Paul meant in Galatians. A child is no different from a slave, as long as he is a child. Even though he is heir of all, he has everything, all authorities and power. But as long as he's a child, Galatians tells us, I believe in Galatians chapter 4 verse 1, he's still a child. We got to get to the place where we can be given our inheritance in Christ. You have an inheritance in Christ. In Isaiah chapter 50, 54 verse 17, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment thou shalt condemned. He says, this is the inheritance or heritage of the servants of the Lord. When you are a grown man, no weapon formed against you will prosper. It's your inheritance. And he says, and their righteousness is mine. It's of the Lord. Their righteousness is of the Lord. So when you have entered into your inheritance, you cannot be harassed. The devil will try, but he will not succeed. Because God's going to build a a revealing for you. I mean, that's what God wants to do for us. The children of the living God. But God is not able to because everyone is trying to stay a baby in the church. And they're looking to pastor to get everything done. I think we've missed it. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Well, I'm not a teacher. Well, you can. Just try. (laughs) You won't find out until you try. You keep trying, and start with babies. Before long, you won't be teaching babies. I heard this story about a, a lady that was teaching just children. And she thought, I, all I can do is teach children. And somebody in the church heard, good-sized church. They heard her teaching. They said, Pastor, we can't keep this lady teaching children. We got to find something better for her. Maybe she teach the ladies. That's where God took her from teaching children and started bringing her up. And before the church, somebody in the back right now standing before everybody else. That's the way God does his things. You never stay where you are as God begins to walk. He gives you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. So you have an inheritance that God wants to deliver to you, but you need the word of his grace to build you up so that he, that word of his grace, the word of his favor can deliver your inheritance to you. That's what we're saying. I'm going to go to another angle because this is really important now. Uh, What you see is what you believe is normal. And what you believe is what you become. What you believe in the word of God, that is what you supernaturally become what you see with your eyes you see the Bible says in Deuteronomy 29 verse 29 it tells us the secret things belong to the Lord our God but the things that are revealed belong to us and our children so that we can do all that is written in the the law they belong to us and our children forever God bless everything that God reveals to you is for your good Jesus said, the world cannot see what you cast can see. He said, blessed are your ears because they can hear. Blessed are your eyes because they can see. Their eyes cannot see. They have eyes. They can see naturally. That's not what he's talking about. If you can hear and you can see, you are Blessed. Unto you is been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Not children. And it's the mysteries that you know. The revelation that changes things in your life. That gives you the boldness and in the inability to be afraid of anything. Knowing that God has you in his hands. You know, this week God was speaking. And how I many days? Did it take me to create the world? How many days? Just six days. God can do whatever with your life. Whatever. Whatever. Sometimes I think that God's putting us through a a press because he's trying to see if we really believe his word. Amen. Amen. He's going to try you to see if you believe his word. Then comes the revealing. That's the wilderness experience. That's the desert experience. Desert, like he says of John the Baptist, until you're strong spiritually for the day of your revealing. I'm glad this is Wednesday night. I got my people here. But it's hard not to believe what you've seen with your own eyes naturally. If you've seen it with your own eyes no they can you can bring the expert to, te- to talk from morning till night. You listen to him for a while he says but I saw it with my own eyes. What is he talking about? That does of the, I saw it. What is it? The next thing is he's crazy. After he's talked for five hours Your conclusion is, he's got to be nuts because I saw it with my own eyes. And if you have a friend that saw it with you, he says, did we see what we're saying he's saying we didn't see? Did you see, you saw what I saw? Say, yeah, he's got to be crazy. You walk away from it. Because what you see with your eyes, you believe. And according to the word of God, and then we'll come into that, what you believe, you supernaturally become. Be it unto you according to your faith. Be it unto you according to your faith. If you can believe it, you become it. If you cannot believe it, it's a wave is so far away from you. If you cannot see it, you cannot believe it. How many remember thomas? That's in the natural now. How many remember thomas? Thomas was a guy, he's got to see it. He's got to feel it. (laughs) Uh, He's not just going to believe it until he's, I know we're we're good at (laughs) lashing out at Thomas, uh, but he was a real guy, I mean. He wanted to see it. You can't deceive this guy. He's got to see this stuff. He's got to touch it. Mm, He doesn't want this, uh, what was that? He wants to feel it. He says, until I do that, I see him with my own eyes, and I put, I trust my hand in in his side, I will not believe. But once Jesus appeared, he didn't have to do that. Jesus was telling him, now, bring your hand, trust it in my side. He says, his reply is, my Lord and my God. You know, all of a sudden, Thomas now realized, Jesus, that's not a man. This is God. For a Jew to call somebody that he's been around, slept in the same place with, God, his eyes were opened. He saw differently on that day. He didn't need to see with his natural eyes anymore. He said, my Lord and my God. Where am I going with this? You see, the Holy Spirit of God is the one through the word. As you read the word, Jesus said, the words that I speak, they are spirits and they are life. The flesh profits nothing. It's the spirit who gives life. The spirit of God is the one who is able to take or turn scriptures into pictures so that you can see them with your eyes, the eyes of your understanding, and once you see them, you got faith. You believe. Amen? The Spirit of God is able to turn scriptures into pictures for you to see, not with your natural eyes, but with your, with your spiritual eyes. And once you got revelation, with your spiritual eyes, you have faith. And once you have faith in whatever, supernaturally, you become that thing. Whatever picture God is giving to you. Amen? In First John chapter 1, verse 1, I'd like you to look at the proge- progression of this scripture. It's so important. This is Revelation now. Uh, and remember, the Bible says, the word that we preach. You know, the word is, this is the word of faith which we preach. It's now in your mouth and in your heart. That if you believe with all your heart and you confess with your mouth. This is the word of faith here. 1 John chapter 1 verse 1. That that, this is John speaking. That which was from the beginning. Which we have heard. Which we have seen. With our own eyes. Notice, he talked about seeing with his own eyes. Guess what comes And You think he'll go somewhere else? No. He's still dealing with seeing, right? Which we have looked upon. I thought he saw him with his own eyes, right? We got to get to the place where we move from just hearing to seeing, supernatural, with the spirit eyes. Because once you can see it spiritually with your eyes, the natural man will not understand what's going on. And you better not throw those things to them because it doesn't make sense to them. Because you are not seeing it from the natural. You are seeing it from your spirit, from the spiritual realm. It says, our eyes have seen which we have looked upon. And... Our hands have handled concerning the word of life. Concerning what? The word of life. When you hear, you see the pictures. As you look upon it, then you can handle it. It's dealing concerning the word of life. Can you get that revelation? It's the word of life. That's the way it works. You hear it. It goes past that so that you, the Holy Spirit then transforms it from scriptures into pictures that you can see and look upon. And as you look upon, faith will rise. And as you believe, you can now handle it in the natural. Can you see? That's the way the word of life works for every one of us. You can handle it with your hands. Babies can't do that. See, that's why we need to grow. Babies cannot do that. We got to grow so that you can actually see. When children are newly born, I, sometimes I wonder if they see, you know? They can't really see. They, just can't, they can't see very well. It takes a while before they can really see. But even after they can see, they can't really put together what they're seeing. We got to grow. We got to grow, amen? You cannot remain babies. We got to grow. You see, that's the way God always works. If you can see it, you believe it, no doubt. God recognized that about us. So now, God doesn't deal with us in the natural, with our natural eyes. He did that in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, the Holy Spirit who is here, he gives us pictures. And we're coming to that. Because Paul talked about that God, that he's never ceased to pray for the believers, that God will give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that what? The eyes of your understanding be what? Enlightened. So you know. It's all with the eyes. Amen? God knows that about us. And in the Old Testament, he, that's the way he worked with them to get them to believe so that when they believe, He can walk with them and produce for them. Let's show about Abraham, how God worked with this. He says in Genesis chapter 13, verse 14 and 15, he tells us after Lot left Abraham, God showed up. He says, the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot has separated from him, lift your eyes now and look from this place where you are. Not what? Southward, eastward, westward. For all the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. He's got to see it with his eyes. What's this exercise about? God telling him to look. <laughs> now, turn to the, turn to, your, to the north. Now look as far as you can see. Abraham standing there looking. Okay, now turn around. Look to yourself. And he's looking, what's this about? God says, if you can see it, you can have it. That's all he's saying. If you can see it, you believe it, and you can have it. That's all he's saying. A, a preacher said, I think it was Paul Young, I wish there were helicopters in those days. Uh, Abraham would have taken him way up and looked as far as he could so he owned the whole of the, the, whole of the Middle East. Um, amen. But if you can't see it, you can believe it. If you can't see it from the world, if the Holy Spirit has not transformed the scriptures into scriptures, you can't believe it. There's no faith there. And if the faith is not there, you can't receive it. You even argue with it and fight it because it doesn't make sense. You' are in the natural, and this is a spiritual thing. You see, there's another scripture in Genesis 15. And this is so important because he brings everything together. He says, then he brought him outside. That God is doing the same thing. Now, bringing him outside, meaning holding him by the hand. Come out here, son. I want to show you something. Amen? Because Abraham was telling God, okay, bless Ishmael. That's going to be the one that says. Then he brought him outside and said, look now toward the heaven. And count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. And guess what happens after that? He saw that and he says, and he believed. He believed it. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. Once he saw it, he believed it. He had been arguing with God, bless Ishmael, Forget this Sarah stuff, giving, a child, giving birth to a child. That's not going to happen. She's too old. And God says, come, come, come here. come here, son. Look at this task. And I'm sure he was counting one, two, three, four, five. He says, hey, God, I, I can't count if there's too many. That's how your children would be. And so I believe from that day on, Abraham, every time he looked up in the sky, he was seeing the faces of his children. He believed it. Because when you see it, you believe it. And when you believe it, you can have it. If you can't see it spiritually, you cannot supernaturally become it. That's just the way it works. In Ephesians, and I just alluded to that, chapter 1, verse 16 through 18, it says, "Paul saying, from the day I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards the saints, I never ceased to pray for you making mention of you in my prayer that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, verse 17, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints." The eyes of his understanding. You see, your understanding, that's where your eyes are. I mean, your understanding, that's where your eyes, I should say, that's where your eyes is. Your understanding. Understanding is so important. Children cannot understand a lot of stuff, right? It takes an adult to be able to put the stuff together. So you got to grow up until you understand. Because to see the spiritual pictures comes through understanding. The pictures are delivered to you through understanding. Then you can believe it. And anything that you cannot believe is going to be taken away from you. When God delivers his word to you and you can't see it, you can't believe it, it's going to be taken away from you. It's not going to produce for you. So your, your eyes has to do with your understanding. That's the way we see spiritually, by understanding. That's how we see. In Matthew 13, verse 19, it says, when anyone, this is the parable of the sower, take note of this, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom, Anyone means you, anyone means me. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, it doesn't matter what part of the word of the kingdom we're talking about, whether it's healing or about finances or living a holy life, whatever it is. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, you can't see it, you can't believe it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart notice every time you hear the word the word is being sown in your heart if you have understanding it will grow and produce faith faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god whenever you hear the word of of the kingdom it's sown in your heart and will continue to grow and germinate and will produce if you got understanding if you have no understanding, that means you don't have spiritual understanding, no spiritual eyes to see the picture, the enemy will take it away from you. And it will not produce. And you will continue to stay a baby. That's why Paul kept praying for them. That God would give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Wisdom, spirit of wisdom and revelation. The eyes of their understanding being enlightened. Why? Because natural things they're not the same. They don't correspond to supernatural things. They're very different. Natural things and spiritual things they are so different. They are contrary one to the other. One is going this way. The other one is going the other direction. So the natural man says, this doesn't make sense. And we're not line up with it. But when you have spiritual eyes and can see it, you line up with it and God will do wonders. Supernatural things. You supernaturally become those things. Amen? So if you don't understand... Is taken away from you. The word that was sown in you is taken away and it doesn't produce. But that will not be your portion in Jesus' name. You will always hear and believe. Even as you're listening to me tonight and praying to the Lord and I believe God is here and is answering, your heart is being receptive in Jesus' name and the word that you're hearing is going into your spirit And supernaturally, not naturally, not something that you can conjure, supernaturally will produce because it's in your heart. And God will give you spiritual eyes, spiritual understanding, so you will understand it because for our church, we are going to another level. Can I hear an amen? We are going to another level and God's going to be doing great things for us because he's giving us great revelation from his word so that we can grow and do exploits. They that are wise, they do exploits for God. Amen what you believe, I'm going to conclude with this tonight, what you believe you will become. It tells us in John chapter 1, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. Amen? When you believe, you become. When you believe, and you receive the word, and you believe, you're given the right by God, and no one can take that right away from you, to become whatever the word says. You're given the right to become. We need to get up in our minds. We're not going to be babies. Amen. I showed you last week on Wednesday, God's wanting us to be teachers. Remember that? In Hebrews... Chapter 6, God says, I want every one of you to be a teacher. Uh, Well, I don't, I can't teach. Well, (laughs) God says he wants you to be a teacher. All you have to do, don't argue with the word, accept it. And find a way to start teaching, you can't. God cannot tell you to do something that you can't. Maybe you're not willing. And until you do what God, believe what God says, and decide I'm going to do it, you will never fully understand what God intended by saying that. You won't understand it. It stays a mystery to you. Because you're saying, why would he ask me to do something that I'm not created to do? Well, you don't know that. Why don't you try it and find out? You may surprise yourself. Supernaturally. You may surprise yourself. As many as believe in his name, become. They are given the right to become sons of God. You remember what Elizabeth said to Mary in Luke chapter 1, verse 45? It says, blessed is she who believes. For there shall be a performance or a fulfillment of those things that was spoken to her by the Lord. Can we put that scripture up? It's right up there? Thanks. Blessed is she who believed. Every time you believe, there's got to be a performance. Every time you believe. There's got to be a supernatural performance of whatever you believe. If you can't see it, you won't believe it. But once you can see it with your spiritual eyes, you will believe it because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, you will believe it. And once you believe it, you are already blessed because there is going to be a performance of those things that God has told you from his word. There will be a performance. It may not be right away, but it's on his way. For Mary, it took another nine months, Right? but there was a performance that changed the world because she believed. Amen? A belief changed my life because out of that faith of that woman, Jesus came into the world for just one performance. That's an incredible thing. But there are many Marys sitting before me here today. If we believe, we will become I'm going to show you, and I end with this. You remember, you got to let me go because it says, Paul says, finally, and then another, finally. He <laughs> said, when is this finally? It's going to end, you know. In the same chapter, finally, and then he says speaks for a while, and then he says, finally. And the people say, yeah, we heard that before, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. But let me show you God's provision. So to tie this together, because next week, by the grace of God, I'm going to be talking about another aspect of something that builds you up spiritually. Amen? And then conclude. It's so important. I pray that you're taking this to heart. heart. I don't like just hearing a good sermon. I want to change. Amen? We've got to change. We've got to go somewhere. We've got to get deeper. We've got to become what God's created us to be. And God will bring that change and blessings upon our life. Remember what the word says. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. That's what you're doing. Maybe talk to others in our church. They really need to draw close. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. I'm telling you, every one of you that's drawing near to God, guess what's happening? God's drawing near to you. Probably you see the spirit of God constantly speaking to you. And you begin to feel that excitement inside of you. That's not you. That's the Holy Ghost. He's ready to go turn me loose. He says, I'm going with you. Amen. The Bible tells us in Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15. It says, and I will give you shepherds. Amen. God's giving you a promise. I will give you shepherds according to my heart. Who will feed you with knowledge and what? understanding so you can see. Can you get it? I will give you teachers, servants of God. I believe God is fulfilling us, fulfilling that. I believe this scripture is being fulfilled because God is faithful to his word. And I pray that God gives you understanding as to what's going on. Because sometimes we see things too in the natural. We're not getting really what God's doing. Because we are seeing everything in the natural. And we are not understanding what God is doing. God made a promise. I'm going to give you teachers. Who will give you knowledge from the word. And help you to understand. Why? So that you can become everything that he wants you to become. So that you can... Your, your inheritance can be delivered to you. And I say delivers your inheritance to you, my life is blessed. Angela and I were blessed. That's what this is all about. Amen? Stand up with me tonight. God's already at work among us. And uh, like I said, I believe God's taking our church. Um, I use the word discipleship, but that's a wrong word. I would rather use the word development because we need to be developed and get serious in your mind. No games. No games. It's not how you feel. If I deal with how I feel, I probably won't be here tonight because I really wanted to sleep. (laughs) Hey, be quiet. (laughs) But I have something to do. I've got to obey. The convenient thing is what we normally take to bed. Why don't you inconvenience yourself a little bit? I think God is sharing with me, and I got that yesterday. I'm going to be asking you, my wife and I do this every week, but I'm going to be asking our church people, I think God wants to do something and I'm just going to listen and obey him. I'm going to be asking our church people very soon, every week, at least fast, maybe two meals. My wife and I will fast until six o'clock in the evening. I may ask our church, I may be asking our church, can you do that for the Lord? Because we are about to go somewhere with God and again it's going to be voluntary if you don't want to it's up to you but I'm going to tell you to do that because Jesus made it very clear he says when the bridegroom is taken away in those days they will fast and he meant what he's saying why? I don't understand everything what God meant with fasting but I want to do it in obedience so whatever blessing there is I want to receive amen let's get serious with God no games amen no games. We follow the Lord. Lift your hands up to him tonight and just give him thanks. And and, and begin to see with the eyes of your spirit where he's taking you. And don't settle. Don't settle. It's never too late. It's never too early. It's always according to God's own time. God is able to. God is able to. Father, I want to thank you lord i want to thank you because i know according to the scriptures your word will never return to you void god you are not a man that that will repent if you have spoken you'll make it good if you if you said anything you'll do it and lord i believe tonight that you are building your people you are building an army right here in jesus name in cyprus to touch the whole of Cyprus, to touch lives all over this this area. I believe, Lord God, that you are building an army to touch the whole of Houston and to touch the whole of Texas. And Lord, we believe you can use us, and we are willing. You said in your word that your people will be ready in, in the day of your power. And I believe that this is the day of your power, and we are ready, oh God. As people of the Ark Fellowship, we are ready. We belong to you, and we want you to use us. We need the blessings of God upon our lives so that we can be mightily used of God to touch lives and to change lives, to change nations. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Spirit of the living God, go with us tonight. Even in our sleep, speak to us. Speak to our spirits, encourage us, strengthen us. Lord, I come against discouragement in Jesus' name. I come against every attack from the the enemy right now by the power of the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Kathy, Kathy, please come up here. We want to pray for you. We won't take anything for granted. We want to come against that sickness and disease because we don't want that in our midst. How many will say amen to that? We don't want sickness and disease in our church. We just don't want that. So we're going to pray for her. Angela, put your hand. Tell her where where you're hurting.